Welcome to the Soul Seed Podcast, where soul meets strategy. Every week, I, your host, Sabrina Greer, have activated conversations with multi-passionate, soul-led thought leaders about their journey of growth from seed to soul's purpose. Every successful book, brand, business, podcast, product, or program starts as a seed, an idea planted into the soul of its creator. Be inspired by those who've led before us, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, top-rated podcasters, and multifaceted humans. Be empowered by their humble beginnings and expanded by their tenacity and spirit. Join us in the frequency of abundance as we go to the story roots of these powerhouses. Learn how to apply and leverage the Soul Seed Method in the creation of your very own legacy. Let's go. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Soul Seed Podcast. I am so excited for my guest today. We were just chatting before, and it's been so long since we've seen each other. So I'm, I'm so happy to have you here, Huda. Thank you for joining us today. I'm going to do a quick introduction and then have you introduce yourself because I always like to say the non-bio version. We like to hear <laughs> the real person behind the person. So Huda Alvi is a real estate agent turned investor and entrepreneur who helps women become wealthy. And I'm just so grateful to have you on the show today. I know you've had quite the journey. When I met you in 2020, there was a very different energy (laughs) to what was going on in your world. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that for a guest. So tell us, tell us the non-bio version of you. 2020 was such a great and such a, the worst and best year of my life, like so many of you probably listening. And I think what I've done is I've just found really, really, really worked hard to find the beauty in the disaster um, when my life was kind of turned upside down. And the non-bio version is just like in the last three years, I've really made it my mission to manifest the life that I want and create. And a big chunk of that has to do with my financial well-being, unfortunately, because of my circumstances and where I was. And so that piece led to a new career, a new wealth of information, and a new, essentially a new version of me, which I don't think would have happened if not only COVID happened, but certain things in my life didn't happen. And so now that I'm here on the other side, very much like you, everything is intuition based, everything is energy based. And we're just in this generation of women and men that are really focusing down on wellness. And hence my like new name and new persona and new, I guess, vision, the wealthy woman is learning how to be well and then also focusing on the wealthy part and freedom. And so that's what I do now. That's kind of like the non-bio version of me. <laughs> I love that. And I love, so obviously people can't see what I'm saying, but it's W-E-L-L. So being yeah. well and then wealthy. And it's such a important, not just play on words, but it's such an important message because I think it goes hand in hand, right? Like having financial wealth like actual wealth isn't just about how much money you have in the bank account. It's about having a really strong relationship with your finances. And this has been something I've personally been going through too. I hired a CFO last year, who's probably going to be on the show soon too. And, you know, it's been so interesting diving into not just my finances and my business finances, but my relationship with money and my connection to abundance. And what it all means. And I think that's sort of the 
the strategy side of things, right? Like we follow our intuition, we listen to our soul's message, the nudge, the soul feed, all of that is very important too. But also understanding your numbers, not shying away from them and just sort of floating on a cloud and doing what feels good all the time, right? It's it's getting super clear and super confident when it comes to your numbers so that you can feel good in what you do so that you can confidently walk through your business and understand the back end as well. Yeah. I'd love to hear a little bit about your real estate journey because I I know that's fairly new. Well, I was going to say you brought up a really important word, which is strategy. And I think like all of us are in this kind of like a cycle where we are manifesting and we are open and energetically, we might be really um, comfortable with um, certain situations in our life and we're bringing those more into it, but nothing gets executed unless and until you have a plan and strategy. And I'm one for that because all my life I've kind of like flown by the seat of my pants kind of attitude. You know, I live for the present. I'm very present with my life. But, and because of that, I shied away from like strategizing and planning because it made me nervous and I didn't have enough, you know, financially. So let's not do it anyways, because it's, it's never going to get there. Kind of like the blocks. I didn't even realize I had the blocks until I think I was sort of put in the situation. So just to recap really quick, in 2020, I went through a separation with my husband. We are back together now, but that separation caused me to literally shift my entire life. And I do feel like it's a reborn, like I have a different, different realization and a different version of me. And when that happened, I sort of fell into um, the mortgage and finance world. And even when I say those words, they sound so words that I would never attach myself to because there's just no interest there. So I was thrown into it and I was working with, you know, a group of people that were investors and wealthy people and they would come in and run through their like finances, their savings and their checkings. And I noticed a lot of them didn't actually have a lot of liquid cash in their bank accounts. They were all tied up into houses and properties and all of that. And right away, the first misconception I had was that, you know, rich people just have a lot of money lying around, but truly like a lot of wealthy people have those, that money invested. And the concept of investing to me was so foreign, you know, I only knew saving, I didn't know investing. And then I grew up in the generation in the 80s, 90s with immigrant parents that were just trying to survive. So like that whole idea was so foreign, but as I worked with them and understood that, you know, they would dump their money into property and then from property, they would be able to take out that money and borrow money from the banks and never use their own money. This I was just like flabbergasted. I was kind of like, oh my God, like, what is this world? How is this possible? And so I had a natural attraction and being someone that like almost failed grade 10 math, can't do math, I automatically was just so scared of the concept of even looking and thinking about money and much less investing in real estate. Like I think when people think about investing in real estate or talk about real estate, automatically they shy away because it's one of the biggest type of investments you can ever make. And people don't even have money to get started to start saving or, you know, putting money aside than to think about real estate investing. But if I can say one thing, I was that person. I literally had, you know, we sold our house during the separation pre, like right in the midst of COVID. So I'd even get to leverage the, you know, the insane COVID rates. We sold under market, literally paid off all of our debt. And I was left with like $40,000. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this money. Where do I do? So I just put it away into an investment plan that gave me like some return. And I just sat on it. And as I was working in that business, I found like a real estate opportunity to invest in. And um, 
And so that's how my real estate career got started. I went and got my license. I learned more. And I really, because I was now going to be a single mom with two teenagers, I was like, I have no job. I have no savings. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I can't live like this. I was forced to say, change my situation. And I've been an entrepreneur all my life. And I really applaud people that have, are able to work for, you know, different companies and then run their own side hustles. But I didn't even think I was employable, to be honest, because I didn't really have a resume. Um, so I, I, with the help of my brother, I started working with him in the finance and mortgage world and kind of learned my way through. But that was my first entry point into real estate. I'm stopping Amazing. there because I'm going to allow you to just ask me anywhere you want to direct. Yeah. The conversation. <laughs> no, I love, I love that. And how inspiring, you know, I, I think, especially during the last few years, you know, since 2020, people are struggling. People are, you know, they, they feel like there's no hope. And I think in you sharing this story, you know, it, it gives hope because I know people are struggling and I know it can be really hard to see the light when you're so blocked by your actual situation. It's hard to see forward yeah. when you're stuck in the muck of what you're in, in the current moment. So I'd love to hear a little bit about like where, where you are now with your real estate career compared to, you know, just three short years ago. And just yeah. so everyone knows three years is not a very long time, right? If you're a parent yeah. or if you, you know, have, or a human, basically, you know that three years is nothing like to build what you saw by three yeah. years is insane. So yeah, I share a little bit about where you're at now. Um, just so people can, you know, feel that inspiration that I feel when I, you know, follow your social media accounts and oh, everything. Thank you. <laughs> well, one, I, I really like to keep things real. Like I don't believe in, I, I think, you know, fluff is great in terms of being able to uh, share your accomplishments, but there's so much more to that. So to keep it to the fluff, just for this conversation, just so you guys can understand from where I went. So 2020 was a disaster. I was going through school and I was working, but it's really 2021 and 2022, those 12 months that I would say that I reached a lot of my new kind of like heights and accomplishments. So I basically started investing in real estate. And within 12 months, I was able to go from zero properties to six properties. Now I say five because one of them was like kind of sold and it was an Airbnb, but that sounds amazing. Okay. It, it, that sounds great. And everyone's always like, Oh my God, how did you do it? But the reality of the situation is one, I was learning on my own and I, and I, if I didn't have that momentum, I probably wouldn't have had gone from one to five properties. So in that scenario, I'm very thankful and grateful that I did because there was all momentum. I didn't even have money in between to actually fund some of those deals. And that's the real estate business. It's, you're always trying to find money. And, but anyways, the lessons that I learned in between is that, you know, it was speed that got me there, but it was actually a lot of hard lessons in between how to have cash flow, not having enough money, going into properties too early and all of that stuff. But now that I look back at it, that experience has allowed me to be here where I can now sort of share my story realistically and help people and be like, okay, well, 
I didn't have a property to snag on my first property. If you are a woman looking to invest, sell, or buy, I'm your girl. I've gone through it. So I can actually realistically help you rather than a real estate agent that's always chasing you to be like, let me sell your property. Let me be like, it's great, but it's not transactional. Real estate should never be transactional. And if it is, you're missing something. So if someone's helping you buy, sell, or invest, there has to be a relationship. They have to be invested in your financial journey to actually help guide you what's best for you. I unfortunately didn't have that. So my version after three years is giving that back through my business. So what I do now is, yes, I'm a real estate agent and I help women buy, sell and invest properties. And on the sideline, I am developing my own online program to be able to then help women actually get through not just financial blocks, but sort of like, see, for me, I believe that there's three essential parts to being a wealthy woman in terms for me. So one is worth. You have to understand your worth before you can start thinking about money or start, start attracting good relationships, good um, friendships, and good business. And number two is wealth, actual wealth. If you don't have money, it's always going to keep you in a place of survival and never actually allow you to get freedom. And I think that piece is a big piece because a lot of us don't want to deal with our money mindset, much alone the past money mindset of our parents. And then much so what's in our bank account. So that piece always goes missing. A lot of women, I feel, work on the word and work on manifestation and creation, which is amazing. And then good things come. But I've added the wealth piece to then clarify how we can live in abundance through actually making more money. And then the last piece is being world-class. What does it actually mean to be a world-class woman and carry that impact through your life as you get older. Because once you've had the worth, once you've had the wealth, you know, there has to be impact. There has to be a legacy and there has to be how you live. So that's my focus. Like as much as I love, you know, now the freedom of money and talking about money, I still believe in a woman being well-rounded and being wealthy. So that's where I'm at now. And my real estate career has allowed me to generate some sort of freedom for myself financially. But honestly, like, I'm just, even now, I'm not a millionaire. I don't have tons of money flowing through all the time, but I always, I'm aware of where I'm at. And now I know how to attract more of it and how to make more of it, which I think is key because money is just a currency. It comes and goes, right? The real value in money is learning how to keep it and learning how to invest it and letting it last long term. That's why you see a lot of like artists and, you know, wealthy people that get rich really quick on and all of a sudden three years later, four years later, they're broke. You know, you see that story a lot. And that's because, you know, you go and spend and you go and you you get in that but real estate allows you to keep that money because you invest it into something and that stays for a while and it allows you to build wealth, which I feel like a lot of women are lacking the knowledge, but we're getting it now because there's so much more out there, but we're still missing that huge generation gap of, you know, women investors and women that are actively vocally sharing how much they make and how much more you can make. And I wanted to just quickly point out for women that are listening to this, um, that might not be interested in real estate investment, even though it's great. Another really great avenue which I've been looking into and that I've seen really great successes is passive income through online businesses. You know, this this new uh, genre of business is so um, uh, lucrative and allows you to also build freedom. So now I'm all about 
passive income too. Like how do you generate multiple streams of income and passive income? So yeah, that's kind of like the nutshell of what I would say where I'm at now and what I'm building and what I want to expand on to. I love all that. I have like goosebumps listening to you talk. It's so good. Well, I love that my language when you talk about legacy, that's that's sort of my whole goal and purpose is to, you know, help women, men, humans, people, anyone really, um, who has that drive in their soul to build their legacy. Oftentimes that's in the form of published books for us, but it really boils down to like what is the message that you want to leave here? And I love that you're helping people build their legacy in wealth and in real estate and in property, right? So there's so many versions of of this word legacy of like, what, what do you want to yeah. leave behind? Like there's never has it been so possible for people to generate this sort of wealth and, you know, have this kind of abundance. And I love that we talk about manifesting and all of that, but then the strategy. So it's like balancing these masculine and feminine energies. This comes up a lot on the show, not because it's a show about that, just because inevitably when you're talking about your purpose, your soul's purpose, and you know, leading with heart and leading with soul, it boils down to that. It's not about gender, you know, being male or mm-hmm. female. It is about this masculine energy and feminine energy and blending the two together in a healed way, right? Because there is wounded masculine energy. There is wounded feminine energy. It goes way back. You know, I didn't invent this stuff. <laughs> There's books on it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. But I it, agree. It's really, but this healed masculine and feminine energy coming together in us so that we can commit to our soul's purpose and really sort of move forward in the creation of our legacy, in the growth of our legacy. So I love that you yeah. brought that up because it's something that uh, I jam out about all the time. <laughs> yeah, I love the word legacy. It's such a powerful word. And going back to men and women, and thank you for bringing up the energetic. Yeah, it's so true. I never knew I had a masculine energy till I got into real estate. And I felt like that was a lot of my masculine energy coming out, money and investment. And automatically you you think it's a, you associate with masculine energy where else manifestation and wellness and going inwards is a feminine energy, which a lot of men are now also embodying. So it's really good to see both of them cross-referencing together. And never have we been in a time where we can actually expand on those energies like we can today. Like you can actually tap into those type of things. And yeah, for me, I was so shy from those things. I never thought like, we could do it. And now the the more that I learn and every day I'm learning and I'm just like, wow, this is so incredible. And I, I love learning. I think what also happens is, you know, the first time in my life at the age of 35, I was learning new material. That's why I feel like a new person because for 35 years, yes, I was, you know, reinventing myself and, and constantly on my growth. But I feel like some way in shape or form, I was learning similar information, just upgrading. Whereas this time around, I feel like a completely new learning curve with new information. And it got my mind going and it developed a new new person out of me because it was never there before. And I thought that was really cool because I haven't done that in a long time. I go back to school and learn about money and finance. It could be in all ranges in life, right? Picking up something that's completely new that you sort of have an interest in or you sort of fall into like publishing. I'm learning from you. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. I think I want to write a book soon and also do that because it's new and it challenges you. So growth is just really important and new type of growth versus the same type of growth, you know? 
Absolutely. And just always moving forward. I love that perpetual student mentality, right? Where we're always learning. And that doesn't necessarily, like in your case, it was school and going back and learning a, a skill, but that can just be personal growth and development, you know, being a student of the universe, being a student of yourself, right? Constantly developing tools for self-awareness, understanding who, who you are and all of your layers and really pulling out those passions. You know, I we talk a lot on this show too about the difference between multi-passionate and, you know, multitasking. Multitasking being more of a negative thing of doing too many things and not doing anything well. Whereas multi-passionate, we can have all the passions in the world and do all of the things and, and be in this state of joy and bliss and experience and growth. And I, I think that's really cool. And I, I know that you do that very well because before all of this, can you can you share just a little bit about like the girls trip and <laughs> all of the travel that you Oh my god, love you don't understand every time I talk to someone and regardless of what I'm doing, the girls trip is like the conversation because it just makes you feel so good. So before COVID, me and my sister, we started a travel company called the Girls Trip and that was born because one, we travel a lot and I love to travel. Even before I had money or no money, it was just a part of my life because I wanted to grow and experience new things. So out of that, the Girls Trip was born because we're like, okay, we travel so much. I know women want to travel, but we don't have, you know, sometimes the friends to go with and it's also really expensive. So we're like, why don't we just like do a trip and just invite a whole bunch of girls and call it the girls trip and have fun instead of it being such a you know a rigorous retreat or I like let's just be girls and have fun and do this and instead of everyone paying for it why don't we just do a payment plan so we came up with this idea not knowing like how it was going to roll out what it was and it just like took off like we we literally planned a trip to Mexico and we were sold out I think like four to six weeks in our payment plan was awesome girls were so thankful like we we finance our cars and we finance our bills and like everything comes in payments that are all like negative and make us feel drained and like at least this will be one payment that will make you excited to look forward to something that's where the payment plan was born which i think was really our secret to the business and how well it did and so in 2019 we launched the girls trip and then we just like went crazy we're like this works we love it we loved going to Mexico with a bunch of girls. Girls made connections. They came on our next trip. So we added like Bali. We added Peru. We added Morocco. And we just kept adding bucket list destinations that truly felt like, you know, for some of us, we had that one opportunity to go to that dream destination. I want to go. And it's a really good cross between a solo journey and a solo trip and a group trip where you can come alone and have your solo experience without feeling like I'm going by myself and I'm scared and I don't know what I'm doing. So the girls trip plans like the entire itinerary plans all of it in a fun way and so yeah we did that in 2019 to 20 2018 to 2020 and then COVID hit and we were unfortunately thinking of shutting down the company and being like you know we've all gone in different directions they just kept coming back to us you know travel and women and being in different destinations and all the friendships and so we started again and we just launched our trip to Colombia and Costa Rica and We'll see where the next few years take us, but that's the girls' trip, and we love it. We've, so I think, cool. taken now just under a hundred women in the short years that we had um, to different destinations. Unbelievable! It's so very cool. Next, it'll be investing in properties in those places. So, so <laughs> yeah, all sort of molds together, blend I love it. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh, 
so great. What a, you're such an inspiration. I just adore you. And I didn't even realize how much I missed having conversations with you until <laughs> until today. Um, so what's next for Huda? Like what's on what's on the agenda for for the next well, I think one, one six months? Ten months. Well, six months, months. I don't know. I know a book is on my agenda. <laughs> so yeah, I think like before I turned forty, I got two years. That's kind of I've put together some real real like bucket list goals for myself. You know, one is in the next future, I definitely see myself kind of living hybrid in a warmer climate. And I want to make that happen for myself. I say I've been saying it for years till I realize I'm like, I've been saying this, but I'm not doing anything about it. So finally, I've put it into action to get out of Canada, be back and forth. But in the next six months, it's really turning all of this information into uh, a masterclass, an online program so that I, I get inundated with DMs and I want to respond back to everyone. I'm always emailing and I have these calls set up with so many women and I love it so much that I think it's time for me to step up and do more of a group uh, session. So that's what I'm working on next, my website and my my launch for a course or a masterclass. And sort of, um, yeah, just helping as many women as I can. Honestly, that's been my motto from get go. I was very clear on my vision in every aspect of my life that I've uh, launched and done. It always comes back to helping more women. I love men too, and they always come. Like aren't you helping men? And I always do. A lot of my clients that I sold to were couples and men as well. So they're definitely welcome. Um, internally, I have a deep desire to help women do well and be better. And I have a daughter myself. So I want to lead by example. So that's like my next six months going to be focused on. I love it. And I have no doubt you'll do all of that. You are the epitome of showing that you can follow those soul nudges and you can make those dreams and those bucket list things become a reality. And I think that's so inspiring. And that's really what this show is about. That's really what the whole soul seed method and everything that I'm working to to share and spread far and wide is that you know dreams are possible everything is possible and if your soul is telling you that seed is planted and it's time then take the action right do yeah. do the thing do the steps that it takes it might not always look linear or be a straight line or even be easy right these these things come with challenges of course and you know it does take hard work but it's not the kind of hard work that maybe we were raised with, right? Where you have to like bust your ass constantly yeah. and, you know, work more hours and work harder. It's it's really just about following your intuition and like tuning in to what you truly desire and yeah. then taking those aligned actions to make it happen. Yeah. So. And, I, and I love the name of your podcast. So that that's basically your mission, right? To bring that to life when it comes yeah. to... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's really just to help people bring their dreams to reality. And I'm, I'm yeah. doing that through chatting with inspiring leaders like yourself, you know, helping women publish books, helping humans publish books so that they can put their message out into the world on a global level. And yeah, well, you know, we're, That's we're so exciting. Yeah. To make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> and we all are. And I love the incredible community that you have. So thank you for bringing me on. I'm I'm so happy to be here, like grateful to have reconnected with you and just looking forward to doing more work with you, hopefully in the next little while. <laughs> yeah, let's get that book going. So where yeah, can our listeners find you um, yeah, if they're um, interested in working with you? I'm an Instagram girl. Um, I'm now on TikTok too, which I'm really focused on as well. So both on TikTok and Instagram. So Instagram is just my name, Huda Alvi. And on TikTok, it is I am Huda Alvi. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. I am so grateful for your time and your energy. And I can't wait to see what unfolds for you next. Thank you, Sabrina. Thanks for having me. 